Stu Does America. Tis the season for Stu Does America merch. We've got Santifa Claus, you're doing life-wrong Christmas cards. Uh, one of my favorites, it's uh, not a riot, it's a mostly peaceful tree lighting, shown here. Uh, stuff your stockings with StuDoesMerch.com. The code is Stu10, save 10% off your order. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel, like all of our videos, and hit the bell for reminders. We appreciate it. Glenn Beck is here with his usual cheerful outlook on the future of American society. An abortion advocate has apparently discovered the key to immortality. We'll get into that. But we start by doing the state of the race, part eight. Part eight, I think, was Jason Takes Manhattan. When you're talking about Friday the 13th in the series, um, which was mostly Jason on a boat. Um, and then he came into the city for like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Uh, not to be confused with The Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, which was one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, and also uh, not the eighth part. I think it was like the third or fourth. I don't even know. You, you let me know in the comments what part G uh, Muppets Take Manhattan and which part of both sequels will be The Muppets versus Jason, which is the one I'm really looking forward to. That is going to be, I mean, Gonzo's going to go nuts in that, that movie. I mean, that's a, that's a flick worth waiting for. Okay, so let's get into the state of the race as we uh, stand here at the end of November, I guess. We're a month and a half out from Iowa, which seems really, really close. We're going to go through the holidays, and then things are really going to kick into gear when you come back from your holiday uh, break, if you happen to have one. A national Christmas tree has toppled uh, in a perfect microcosm of the Biden administration. Yeah, the, it got windy and the Christmas tree fell over. This has never before happened before um, in, in the history of this tree, uh, but I will say uh, neither is all the other crap happening to us right now. So Joe Biden is special. He's a special candidate. He's doing special things to our country that no one has ever experienced before. And we are kind of now ending the talk, the era here of realistic um, Biden might be replaced time. Like there's no real, there's not a lot of time for anyone to jump into the race at this point. Now, of course, you have the health concerns and you have the, if it gets really bad, they will fake a health concern and replace Biden. That's still going to be possible all the way until November. You're going to be hearing all that conversation throughout the year, especially if Biden is behind. But we're really at the end of the period of when really you can get anyone plausibly through without some real shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Um, and what you think at this point, this is the time to really have your best foot forward, right? You want to make sure that you're showing strength if you're Joe Biden. You want to make sure that people understand that you're actually a really good candidate. And sure, you're a little bit old, but you're going to be fine. And then you have these headlines. The polls keep getting worse for Biden. Trump's vote share in national polls is higher than at any time in the past year. Let's look at some of the polls. These are uh, com comparing a bunch of different ones. Fox News, he's down from 49 to 46%. NBC News, down from 46 to 44 Emerson College, down from 45 to 43 Quinnipiac, down from 47 to 46 Rasmussen is the only one that he's up in, and that seems to be the case with Rasmussen a lot these days, kind of going the uh, ultra other way uh, from 43 up to 46. But it's hard to really state, because I feel like no one can remember a time that Donald Trump wasn't running for president, right? Like, he's been running for president since 2015 pretty much straight through in one form or, or another. And, of course, he ran for president multiple times before that, or at least flirted with it seriously. So... We're in that world where, like, okay, he's been running for president since 2015, and sure, he's ahead now, but, like, I don't know, in my mind, even, as a guy who looks at polls all the time, you know, he's been back and forth and up and down and ahead and behind, and, like, I don't know, it's, you never know, right? Like, the story seems to change all the time, but 
in reality, this is a pretty unique moment in the history of Donald Trump running for president. Let me show you the details on this. Not only can Trump win, right now he's the favorite to win from Sean Trendy, who's very, very good elections analyst over at Real Clear Politics. And he just kind of gives it, lays this out straight. You know the Real Clear Politics uh, average of polls. This is a, uh, you know, it's a, it's, they're not, there's nothing, like, not no fancy, there's no fancy model here being built. They're just saying, here are the polls that have come out. And here's what the results show if you average them. They're, this is a very basic attempt to just kind of give you a little bit of a better sense where you're not looking at poll to poll and saying, well, this poll is ahead, this poll is behind. Give me the average. And it's not like a bunch of stuff going on in a black box that you can't see like some of these sites do as well to give you predictions and, and alter, you know, altering polls. And, and it's just like, here's a straight average. Look at it, get a basic idea of what's going on. So it's a place where people go to look at all the time to kind of get the sense of the race. Not to mention, it's been running for a very long time. So you can kind of get a history looking back at previous races and kind of know where, where things stand. Here's what Sean Trendy write. He's their lead elections analysis. As of this writing, Trump leads Biden by 2.6 percentage points nationally in the real clear politics average. This is Trump's largest lead in the RCP average to date. Not for 2024, mind you, ever. Let's put this in perspective. In 2016, Trump led Hillary, led Hillary Clinton for all of five days in the entire campaign in the national RCP average. Each of those days was in the immediate aftermath of the Republican convention. He led in 29 polls taken over the course of the entire campaign, 10 of which are recorded in the RCP averages as the Los Angeles Times USC tracking poll, which if you don't remember this, it was kind of a, an oddball poll. It was a little done a, different, a little bit differently and Trump performed very well in that particular poll. In 2020, Trump never led Biden, never, never led Biden in the national RCP average. He briefly closed to within four points in early January of 2020, but that's it. He led in five polls, the entire cycle. And now he's leading by 2.6 or 2.8 points. This is not a normal Trump and back and forth, and sometimes he leads and sometimes he doesn't in the polls. This is the best position Donald Trump has ever been in when he's run for president in the polls since 2015. And it's not really close. You think the Democrats are panicking over that? I don't know if they are. They should be if they don't want Donald Trump to be president. Now, I think they all look at this and they have a bunch of excuses that come to mind. The excuses sort of go like this. Well, Donald Trump, uh, he's going to be convicted in a court of law. He's going to be a prisoner. He's probably going to be in some jail somewhere. He can't, he's probably not going to win if that happens. And it's very early. We have plenty of time to turn this around. People don't remember Donald Trump. Once he wins the primary, we're going to flood the zone with coverage of Donald Trump. And people are going to remember how much, how annoying he was and how much they didn't like him. And then our guy, Joe Biden, it. 94 years old or whatever. I think he's older than Rosalind Carter now. Um, uh, he's going to win and everything's going to be completely fine. Well, eh. I mean, that's an interesting bet. They tried a similar bet in 2016. Didn't work out all that well for them. Tried it again in 2020. They didn't really have a choice that time. They wound up winning. What will happen in 2024? It's certainly uh, not obvious uh, to if you think the uh, answer is going to be Joe Biden winning. Joe Biden it's important to understand Joe Biden is doing a horrible job as president of the United States. No matter how many times they say Bidenomics is striking back, everything's going to be fine. In reality, people know, and these polls are legitimately horrific for him. I mean, he is terrible at this. And yes, a lot of people 
because Donald Trump isn't in front of the cameras all the time, they're not seeing him every day, there are a lot of people in the middle who really don't like Donald Trump, who at this point, he kind of seems like a distant memory. He kind of seems like that guy that we remember he was president. Things were kind of better then, weren't they? They have that generalized impression. When he is on television all the time, in the middle of a campaign, you know, things might change a little bit. I think some of those people might wind up changing their mind. But they got to change their mind to this. And I think, like, time heals a lot of these wounds. A lot of people who didn't like Donald Trump at the time, didn't like January 6th, didn't like the way things ended, didn't like his last year with COVID and everything else, are going to look at, hey, what's the comparison here uh, to what we're dealing with? Because at least back then, we had money. We had jobs. We didn't have 8% interest rates on mortgages. We didn't have all these terrible things. We didn't have the border problems like they were back then. I mean, just, you know, when it comes down to an A or B choice, it's a hell of a risk if you're a Democrat that people are going to choose your guy at 81 years old who's done this bad of a job. It is a massive risk. And you can tell the people who are looking at this stuff, who are on the left and they're professionally looking at this stuff, they're saying, like, can we find a way out of this? I mean, what if we just ran somebody else? Somebody else could be Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a bad candidate. Again, this is what they say in their heads. And, you know, I mean, like his approval ratings aren't particularly high. He doesn't poll usually very well. This is right now being seen as a Joe Biden race. If this is a Joe Biden race, Joe Biden will lose this race. If this race is about Joe Biden's performance, he will not be president after January of 2025. That's true. That is something that is absolutely true, at least at this point, barring some crazy turnaround. If this race is about Joe Biden, Joe Biden will lose. What the Democrats are betting on is Donald Trump's personality and and the way he can draw like magnets, these eyeballs uh, to the television screens. It will eventually turn into a race about Donald Trump. And they believe Joe Biden can win that race. He can't win a race if it's about Joe, uh, Joe Biden, but he can win a race if it's against Donald Trump. This is their bet. Now, you think Biden will be like, well, I'm going to fire back. I'm going to be going after Trump. I'm going to be going after all these candidates on the right for everything that they're doing that are running for president. Um, he is going after candidates on the right, but it's Lauren Boebert. Uh, Biden is targeting GOP Representative Lauren Boebert in her district in a fresh political attack on Republicans. Now, first of all, I note the, the headline here. I was told that if you said the word target, you were calling on assassination of candidates. That's what everyone told me when Sarah Palin uh, did it back in, you know, in the day. Apparently that, that, that one's expired. Now the AP is using that headline. But secondarily, like, look, if your argument is, hey, remember when that lady got drunk and went to a play and made out with her boyfriend? You don't want her, do you? If that's your defense to what's going on in this country, you've got nothing to say. And of course, that's true. They don't have anything to say. They have no way to defend what they're doing. They just keep calling it Bidenomics and hoping people will think that's a good term. So far, it is massively, as predicted, by the way, by not just me, but tons of other people, it is back. Uh, it is backfiring massively against uh, the uh, Democrats and Joe Biden in particular. Now, when you look at the Republican field, we're kind of looking at Trump as, you know, potentially the general election uh, candidate. He, he, of course, is the guy leading by quite a bit. 
Now, you can look back at previous races. Rick Santorum was still like 2 or 3% in Iowa at this point. I mean, so a lot can change here in the next six weeks, but he has a big lead. There are two kind of paths this can go, where you have maybe DeSantis uh, or Haley winning in Iowa and knocking Trump uh, onto his back foot a little bit. Then you go to New Hampshire, and that is a race right now where DeSantis isn't doing much of anything, but if he were to win in Iowa, he would certainly probably be a lot more competitive in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is doing something. She's in second place in Iowa, or excuse me, in New Hampshire. If she were to win Iowa, I mean, there would be some momentum for her into New Hampshire and South Carolina, her home state, of course. Uh, and then, of course, you have the other people like Chris Christie, who is in the race. I mean, what is the justification at this point for Chris Christie being in the race? Now, you can look at him. He is doing OK in New Hampshire for at least a second place finish. Um, uh, he is competitive for second place. He's well behind Nikki Haley, but he's ahead of Ron DeSantis. He's ahead of Vivek Ramaswamy in uh, New Hampshire. He's around, you know, eight to 10 percent in New Hampshire, which it makes him, you could tell he's only playing for New Hampshire. That's the thing, though. He's really a one-state candidate and doesn't really have much of a future beyond that. You'd think, um, you know, it, it would make his mind easy that it's time to get out of the race, but apparently not. He's saying that his campaign is gaining momentum ahead of the New Hampshire primary. Now, of course, people are asking him to drop out like crazy. Um, why? Well, you know, most of the people who are voting for Chris Christie or would consider him are really anti-Trump. And they realize they, if you want to knock Trump out, you have to really shave the field down to maybe one or maybe two people to go after Donald Trump. Taking 10 or 11 percent from Nikki Haley in New Hampshire is not going to help Donald Trump be removed if that is your goal. And that is, of course, what Chris Christie kind of said his goal was going in. In reality, though, we know Chris Christie pretty well. Chris Christie's really interested in making Chris Christie's life better. That's what Chris Christie's in here for. I mean, you know, no one's putting him on MSNBC the second he drops out of this race. No one cares. Unless he's going to bash Donald Trump, then maybe they put him back on. Um, if he was really focused on taking out Donald Trump, he would probably drop out of the race and endorse Haley, and their politics are largely aligned. You could see that happening if it gets closer to the race and he is fading in the polls. Um, how Christie could help Haley if he dropped out is uh, the piece of analysis by uh, Aaron Blake. And what Christie's point in, in, in this is basically like, look, I get what you're saying here, but like, let's just let everything play out. Let the people make their decision. Of course, you know, the people in the primary have made their decision on Chris Christie long ago. If he ran in 2012, he may have won. He, he, he was a hot commodity back in, in 2012. He didn't run. Uh, in fact, he wound up embracing uh, Barack Obama right before the, the campaign ended. Um, then in 2016, he did run. He had a moment or two in the debates, but never really showed up. And now here he is running yet again in 2024. Um, so what, needs to know, what we need to know now is really what is the state of play in Iowa? You know, everyone's talking about this Nikki Haley momentum, and there is some there, though it's not really momentum to challenge Donald Trump. It's just momentum to go against maybe Ron DeSantis for second place. I would love to know what's going on in Iowa, because we are not getting any good polls out of Iowa right now. And it's kind of a shame because Ron DeSantis just got a major, two major endorsements in Iowa. The governor of the state, Kim Reynolds, who's very popular among Republican voters, endorsed Ron DeSantis. Uh, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the friend, uh, his name is escaping me now. Uh, Vanderplatz, uh, Vander, Bob Vanderplatz, the guy who, uh, Vanderplatz, 
he's got a, but he, I love the guy. He's, he's a really good guy, but I can't think of how to spell his last name. Anyway, uh, bottom line is he's, he's good friends with Steve Dace. He's on Dace's show all the time. Uh, and uh, he endorsed Ron DeSantis. Of course, Steve Dace, also a big figure in, uh, in Iowa, has uh, endorsed Ron DeSantis. So you got that situation going on. I'd like to know if there's been any movement since that happened like three weeks ago. Because as of right now, we're not really getting any real updates from Iowa. I don't know what the state of play is. Right now, it looks like, obviously, Donald Trump was still way ahead. Uh, DeSantis in second. We saw a couple polls where Haley was sort of challenging DeSantis for that second place. Was there any effect of this? What is the state of play? We don't really know right now with six weeks to go in Iowa, which is strange. So what was the effect of all these endorsements? We don't know at this point. Typically, endorsements don't move the polls all that much, but these were pretty big ones, so we will see. Uh, Vanderplatz, of course, you know, working behind the scenes, um, you know, really has a lot of effect uh, in what goes on um, he was a big uh, Cruz supporter. Of course, Cruz won in Iowa. I believe he also supported Santorum. Uh, Santorum won. Usually when he endorses somebody, they wind up making a run or winning. So we will see if that happens. The Koch Network endorses Nikki Haley in a bid to push GOP past Trump. This is interesting. Now, of course, the Koch brothers, one of them's not even alive anymore, but the Koch Network itself is Americans for Prosperity. There's a bunch of organizations like that um, looped in. The one, it was Americans for Prosperity Action, if I remember right, that endorsed Nikki Haley. It's interesting because they're kind of a libertarian-leaning organization, and I don't think that's how you would describe Nikki Haley. I think if you're going to describe anyone that way, you might go more Ron DeSantis, and I don't even think it's, you can't call him a libertarian either, but he's probably closer than Nikki Haley is uh, on that uh, description. But apparently they looked at a few other candidates and wound up settling on uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, And Nikki Haley is going to make her argument that she's basically has the best positioned to take out Donald Trump. The problem is The people who like Trump don't really like her. The people who like Trump do like DeSantis. They just like Trump more right now. And DeSantis needs to make them, uh, convince them, hey, come to my side. I'm better than Donald Trump. I'll do a better job. Whether they buy that or not is the question. And if he can't can't convince those people to come to his side of the aisle, he's not going to win. Haley can probably win some of these moderate states or at least has a chance to win moderate states. Her polling is pretty good when it comes to general election polling. She can make that electability argument honestly better than DeSantis can at this point. Um, So that is a part of this as well. And we kind of see where this goes. And then, of course, you got Donald Trump, who has this magical power to kind of be able to bash everyone. And then no one bashes him back. He's attacking Trump, or he's attacking uh, Haley, he's attacking DeSantis, he's attacking everybody, calling them all these names, and then they never say anything about him. And it's, they just fight with each other. I mean, like, he has this magical power in the Republican primary to do this to people, and it continues to work. We will see if it lasts all the way until Iowa and beyond. We'll continue to keep you updated as we go. Uh, Glenn Beck is going to be here in just a minute to talk to us about gaslighting and what the government is doing to you right now. Are you in abusive? Are you in an abusive relationship with the government? Glenn will answer that question next.
Hey, you know, I think I need more sleep. I think that might be the answer after today. Uh, poor sleep can cause weight gain. Uh, it can cause mood issues. It can cause poor mental health. It can cause lower productivity. And sleeping less than six to seven hours a night is linked to all sorts of serious things like white blood cell count being reduced. Um, so you don't want any of that. Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and having a consistent nighttime routine is something that should be non-negotiable. Introducing Beam Dream. Uh, Beam Dream is this really cool, it's a drink. It is a, uh, you can get a special discount on it on their uh, powder uh, right now it's uh, their best-selling healthy hot chocolate healthy hot cocoa for sleep oh, I love the hot cocoa especially when it's cold outside oh it's delicious uh, no added sugar in this stuff and they have all sorts of great flavors like cinnamon cocoa chocolate peanut butter mint chip uh, this is the best way uh, to help your sleep and of course it tastes really good so that's uh, that's helpful as well um, dream contain contains a powerful all-natural blend of a bunch of stuff I, a bunch of things that I can't pronounce uh, melatonin's in there, all sorts of stuff um, that helps you fall asleep, that helps you stay asleep, it helps you wake up refreshed. You can mix it in hot water or milk, you can stir it or you can froth it, and you can enjoy a delicious drink before bedtime that'll help you go sleepy sleep, which is uh, sometimes watching the news, I just need to go to sleep and just forget all that is going on. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com stew. The discount is auto-applied at checkout, so you don't need to code or anything. It's shopbeam.com stew. Shopbeam.com stew. Get up to 50% off Beam Dream Powder. I'm joined now by Glenn Beck. He has a brand new special coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to stay tuned. Uh, Glenn, welcome to the program. It's great to see you. Again. I've seen you all day. I know. It's, it's been a was, long day. We were trying to be I, honest on this program, but that, yeah. that was not honest. Yeah. It's not great to see you. <laughs> I've already seen you way too much today. Um, can we talk about your special tonight, which goes into a term that I, I've admitted having a very uh, long tumultuous relationship which is the term gaslighting mm -hmm. i heard it a bunch of times i think i probably even said it a few times before i really understood what it meant and at one point i was like i need to stop my life and figure out what gaslighting means because everyone's saying it all the time and yet you i talked to you before mm -hmm. you still don't know what I it is i still don't really fully yeah. get it um, you will I, okay i will after watch tonight? you watch tonight oh. you will see um, and i don't think it's the appropriate term for what's happening in america gaslighting yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> it was very abusive, yes. okay? Mm -hmm. um, but well, what's happening right now is, 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 if you were in a relationship, mm -hmm. okay, and the person you were in a relationship with was secretly reading all of your texts, listening to your emails, figuring out who your friends are and who their friends are and and looking at it all the time. And then if you start talking to a friend and that friend is steering you in one way or another and hey, saying, you know, I think your spouse is kind of a creep, a creeper. OK, even if it's true, you then have your friends, your operative, your 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 spouse's friend goes out and and discredits your friend, okay? Mm -hmm. Tries to destroy the relationship between you two, manipulates it, even if you come back and say, hey, this, I think this is really happening. They do everything to convince you that you're wrong, even if you're right, okay? Mm -hmm. And they are doing it. 
I think you'd win the kids, the house. You'd you'd win in any court of law because it's psychotic Mm -hmm. and abusive. That's what our federal government is doing right now. The Michael Schellenberger um, uh, story that came out today, if you haven't read it or haven't heard it, go to um, today's podcast and listen to it. It's an hour two. That's what our government is doing. And it's all of the governments in the West. And it's documented now. It, it is, it's so far beyond abusive. You know, long train of usurpations is what says in the in the Declaration of Independence. We're approaching that. Mm. We're approaching that. Speaking of our founding documents, we have founding documents that protect us against the yeah. type of surveillance you're talking about. So how are they getting around that? I mean, we know the Edward Snowden thing that happened and they were kind of doing it. They weren't supposed to be doing it. Is it just ignoring the Constitution? Do they have a way around this? Um, yeah, they do. Um, it's the public-private partnership. And in the documents, government uh, officials are saying, look, we can't do this. But as long as you're a private company and we're in a partnership, you can do it and then share the information with us. So it's I mean, it's absolutely conspiratorial. Um, absolutely. I mean, it would be racketeering. You would go to jail for a very, very long time if this was happening in the private sector or in your home. And this is the government that we have a relationship with. The documents show that um, the United States approached England and England approached the United States. I think we're spying on each other's citizens because technically we can't do it. We can spy on British citizens. We can spy on Britain and Britain can spy on Mm. us and we can just change information. It's it's involved with all five, what's called five eyes, the five biggest intelligence agencies in the West. If you saw, I think it was Spectre, the James Bond, I'm telling you, James Bond, I didn't realize it at the time. But if you go back and you watch the Daniel Craig James Bonds, uh, that's Spectre. That's exactly what he was fighting against in that series. They're doing it. It's amazing. Uh, it's also a big change from the like 80s James Bond movies where like they were fighting people <laughs> with blimps who were trying to set yeah. off. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is all, you know what it is? Um, science has caught up to the fiction in science fiction. Now it's just science. It's real. It was science fiction. Well, maybe that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it could be used that way. It's all happening. And look, this is not a story that has never been told before, but like you look back at the 90s and 2000s tech fear Cinema, right? I mean, everything from Enemy of the State to uh, Her, right? Like, all these movies sort of laid this out and seemingly were pretty accurate to where things went. Tell me we're not doing Fahrenheit 451. Mm. I mean, we're not, we don't have firefighters burning books, but we are digital. We are changing the very meanings of books right now. We're just doing it digitally. I mean... You know, there's a reason why these guys and why I've always liked fiction writers is because truth is stranger than fiction because fiction has got to make sense or you won't believe it. 
Okay, you'd like that would never happen. Okay, so when it's the truth, anything can happen. Science fiction, it's got to be believable. So these guys who write it really look to what tech is, what human nature is, and how would this be a plausible scenario? If you watch the latest uh, Mission Impossible, that's it. It's it. That's, that's what's coming. That's what's coming. If you watch, uh, like, Enemy of the State, that's what's here right now. That's uh, it's terrifying. Um, and we're seeing the sort of manipulation go through not just, of course, the government channels, but also media channels. It's public-private partnerships. Yeah. Um, let me go to Hamas, because this same type of stuff, the same hey, type of... Before you leave that, let me just say one thing. The yeah. re I said this on the air today. The reason why this story is critical is because you're running out of exits. Right. You, once this is fully implemented, it's done. Okay? You're not getting it back. And you don't lose your freedom. You're losing your free will. Yeah, you said that on radio today. Explain that a little further. What do you mean so by that? So this is something that I've been reading about since the 1990s. You know, I'm a tech freak. And, mm -hmm. um, and when I first read about it in the 90s, I was like, I don't even understand that. What do you mean, free will? I always have a choice. I, I can... But if, if you are being so manipulated with everything, and it's, 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 not like, uh, it's not like one person trying to put an advertisement in front of you all the time. It's small things everywhere. So it's a little tweak here and a little tweak here and a little message over here and one over here. And before you know it, you've, you've had an opinion shaped for you. You think you came up with that, but because tech is so um, powerful, it hasn't just flipped a switch and said, I want him to watch that ad all the time. Instead, it's just little tweaks that lead you right to where they want you. You don't have free will because you don't know what your will is compared to what you've been shaped to do. Okay? It's, there's this great show now called uh, Rabbit Hole with Kiefer Sutherland. It's on Paramount+. Plus. This, this is what's happening right now. People just don't know it. And the idea is, at one point, uh, the bad guy wants to off a bunch of uh, D.C. Uh, appellate court judges. Okay? He takes this system, which we now have, and we are, according to Schellenberger, we are now using. It gathers all of the intelligence, correlates everything. So everything about you is part of this system. Who you talk to, where you go, what you buy, what your medication is, what your state of mind, what you say online, all of it. And he says... Uh, show me the extremists right and left, correlate. And it goes to Google and Facebook and it correlates all the list of the people. Now do it by this zip code, all in Washington DC area. Those who care about the court system. So you have extremists in the zip code that care about the court system. Then he says, mentally unstable lists. The next scene is three, three court justices have been shot, mm. okay? The point of that is they didn't have free will. They wouldn't have done that. 
They were molded to do that. It's almost like a, a new form of entrapment. Hmm. Terrifying. Um, quickly, without let's do, fingerprints. Without fingerprints. Um, let's do a couple minutes on Hamas. Uh, I mean, we're getting now uh, these pictures of the hostages coming back, which obviously everyone's happy about. The mission needs to remain the same of, of eliminating Hamas. But, uh, you know, these Israeli citizens, uh, one American, some Thai citizens coming back, that's great. And, it's, and we're really, it's a really, of course, we all celebrate that. Um, but we're seeing manipulation now on that front as well, where uh, people who were prisoners in Israel are coming back to Hamas. They're manipulating, they're faking injuries. Yeah, the kid, I think he was probably 18. I think he was um, 17 or 18 years old. He, but we have the video of him being released and going through the release process and then getting on the bus. He's fine. Fine. He's fine. Mm -hmm. Two days later, we have the video of him being interviewed by Palestinian reporters, and his arms are in a cast, his hands are in a cast, he's in two slings, and he's talking about how the Israelis beat him in prison and crushed and broke his hands. We have the photo of you, video of you leaving the prison, you're fine. And now, two days later, you're claiming this? How does that happen? And that, again, goes to what are your sources? What are you watching? Are you getting the full picture? Because there are people that will say, and soon, rightfully so, that could be AI. I've heard people actually say that October 7th, can't believe any of it, it's AI. We're not to that point yet. yet. We're close, mm -hmm. but we're not to that point yet. But we are approaching that time quickly, quickly. What happens when the government in this agency that is doing psyops on American citizens, what happens when they release uh, Donald Trump saying something that he didn't say or that mm. Donald Trump was calling for a revolution uh, or whatever. Right. And he never said it. It's not real, but it looks absolutely real. You'll have half the country fighting over what? Yeah, and we see this with, you know, was it Oakland where they had the collection of people at city council basically coming down and saying Hamas is great. They're not a terrorist organization. It was the IDF that killed all these people. They killed their own countrymen. And it, it's, 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 it's amazing to me, Stu, that, you know, I, I look back at World War II and I think, well, we didn't have the information. We didn't know for sure. sure. You know what I mean? Some people did. Mm -hmm. But the average person was not getting, you know, you didn't have the evidence. You had reporters and reports and people saying that mm -hmm. this was happening in these death camps. But you didn't know for sure. We know for sure right now. And still, what, 40% of the population is like, yeah, kill the Jews. I mean, we're learning a lot about who we really are and who we cannot allow ourselves to become. Glenn Beck, the new special is coming up next, 9 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned for that. And as always, the best way to watch is with your Blaze TV account, blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. You'll now save 20 bucks off your annual subscription. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Thank you.
Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon is uh, starting a hunger strike because she wants Joe Biden to call for a permanent Israel-Hamas ceasefire. Now, she's already, if I remember her correctly, very thin. So uh, I don't know how long she can last. Actually, they said it's going to last five days, which is not a hunger strike. That is uh, intermittent fasting is what that is. Okay, so I, I don't put yourself on a pedestal. I'm sure, though, her getting uh, even thinner is the real solution to the Palestinian-Israeli debate. You know, because that hasn't been a long-lasting thing. I think we can solve it with one more skinny white lady. And that's how we get uh, through this crisis. Um, Greta Thunberg um, is calling for um, crushing Zionism. I mean, she's really, I love, I have to say, I love all the people on the left who embrace her wholeheartedly. They said she was the greatest person in the world. And now she's coming out basically as, uh, you know, uh, is she a member of Hitler Youth? That's what some people are calling her, uh, because that's what she sounds like lately. It's just about, you know, really not... And look, it's consistent with our global warming ideology. Um, you want people to not live um, because, you know, when people are on the planet, they are uh, they are doing bad things to the planet. So why not? Uh, it wouldn't be a problem with all this global warming if all the people just went away. So I suppose that's part uh, pretty consistent with her ideology generally. Um, but I don't think a lot of people really knew this was the road she was going down. We were going to go right from global warming to anti-Semitism. But man, you know, you'd be surprised how much over uh, the Venn diagram. It looks uh, it looks uh, interesting. There's a lot of overlap there. A little bit more than I think people like to admit. Surprising. Uh, Texas is getting a, a challenge to its abortion uh, law. Uh, basically, they're trying to say, hey, uh, you got an exception for life of the mother. Well, we can't figure out what that means. Now, that one seems like it would be pretty obvious. But, of course, this is not really a challenge where they care about what it means. It's a challenge to try to overrule as much of that law as possible because they want to be able to get rid of a lot of children. And an interesting Venn diagram, a lot of overlap between all of these anti-Semitism, ending the lives of children, and people talking about global warming all the time. Fascinating how much overlap there is. Bizarre, the middle ground between those three groups is just so utterly consistent. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States is also talking about a bunch of new abortion challenges. Uh, several key cases are headed to the Supreme Court. One is Idaho's emergency request to fully enforce its abortion law, a ruling that is as possible as soon as this week. Uh, also on Friday, they are scheduled to consider whether to take up an appeal seeking to overturn a Supreme Court precedent allowing laws that ban anti-abortion activists from approaching people outside abortion clinics. And at next week's conference, the justices are slated to review whether to take up the dispute over the availability of mifeprestone, uh, the common abortion pill, which they will take up at December 8th. So there's a bunch of stuff going on right now on that front. And that will continue. I mean, that's expected. It will continue to go on and on and on and on, these challenges to the law. They're, gonna, they're doing what they're doing with uh, gun laws all the time. Hey, the Second Amendment, we don't think it means that. Okay, well, the Supreme Court says it means that. Well, what if we do the same thing over and over again and keep going back to the court? What will happen then? And eventually they wait until they get a court ruling that they like. This is the way the left plays the game. Um, but luckily right now, the Supreme Court is in generally speaking good hands. That doesn't last forever, as we will all remember. And finally, you know, you think there's no such thing as a fountain of youth. Okay? There's no such thing as a cure for everything. No one is immortal. This isn't a, this isn't a Bruce Willis movie. No, no one is unbreakable. Right? Everyone can eventually die. That's, we all get there. We all, we all face those same challenges. Eventually, we come to the end of our life, and everything's over. And, and then you've got to deal with the afterlife. And you know, this, the, your time here is, is going to be gone. Unless, unless 
you happen to be Allie Phillips because she has come up with a way to become immortal. At least that's what I think from this headline. Allie Phillips was denied a life-saving abortion. She's now running for office in Tennessee. How did she do this exactly? Because if she was denied a life-saving abortion, you'd think she'd be dead. But no, she's running for office in Tennessee. And my understanding is she's doing it while alive. Now, if you were to go and say, I need a life-saving abortion, and it was really the life or death situation, and the doctors said, no, 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 we're Republicans. We're too mean. We don't want to save your life. We only want to save 63 million babies' lives, which isn't exactly a great point as we're talking about this. But you get what I'm saying here. Um, Republicans shoot her down. They say, you can't have that life-saving abortion. Um, was it a life-saving abortion? If she didn't have the life-saving abortion, how is she alive? Who knows? Maybe she took a little vacation and found that life-saving abortion somewhere else. I hope she's okay, and I hope she gets to live a very long life. I just don't want her to actually be in office in Tennessee. When you're talking about moving across the country, you know, we had so many people move during the COVID period and the period after. Then they went to a bunch of different states. They went, uh, Tennessee was one of them. Um, a lot of people went to the Nashville area uh, because they loved, they loved that mix of like, you know, lots of stuff to do in Nashville. And you can also leave and go to the suburbs, which are super nice and uh, somewhat sane. Uh, Florida, of course, Texas. There's a bunch of in Arizona at the time and really all over the country from blue states to red states. If you're going through that transition right, right now yourself, if you're looking to just move in your own town, no matter what you're doing, you need a real estate agent on both sides of that transaction, buying and selling. And you need that agent from realestateagentsitrust.com. They're the top sellers in the business. They can help you get the best price on your home, whether you're buying or selling your home. And uh, the name kind of says it all. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Best part, it's a free service to you. So you're not going to be shelling out a bunch of cash. These are people who are already screened. They've gone through the system. They have the best results in your area. So it's free. Well, why not take advantage of it? Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Ah, yes, The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family is now available for purchase on Blaze TV. If you're looking for something great to watch over the holidays, The Blind is going to take you through an incredible journey through the life of Phil Robertson. Now, The Blind is a big, was a big motion picture that came out, I don't know, a while, a few months ago in theaters. Uh, did really well in theaters, and it's available now to, for purchase. It's not a Blaze Media production. We didn't make it. We don't own it. Um, so it's not part of your subscription. But, you know, if you're going to purchase it, you can go to Apple or Amazon. You can do it there. And, you know, I mean, it's worth it if you have to. But I will say, blazetv.com slash the blind is a better place to buy it. Why help big tech out when you can support Blaze TV and all the great journalism, including uh, the shows with the Robertsons? So uh, blazetv.com slash the blind, 1999 right now, blazetv.com slash the blind. Okay, so here's what happened. Um, you know, you ever get this you notice there's a lot of anti-science people out there these days, people who want to stop scientific progress. I mean, it's happening all over the country, and we have another case of it happening now in our government. Um, now, there's a U.S. nuke reactor, and this reactor was recently hacked 
by people who call themselves and describe themselves as gay furry hackers. Um, now, you might say that's an interesting story. I, I did not know that was a thing. Well, now you do. Um, here's a, a picture. Now, th this, this photo, by the way, is not of the gay furry hackers. It's just a picture of furries. Now, I will say, how do we know that, though? Because they're in costumes, they could also be the hackers. We don't know if they're the hackers or not. But they had some basic, simple requests. They decided they wanted to ask for cat-human mutants. And people were like, oh, I can't believe they hacked this nuclear facility. Uh, I think their requests were pretty reasonable, uh, frankly. Um, they're, they're willing to make a deal, they say. If they just research creating in real life cat girls, we will take down this post. The creation of cat, real cat-human-female hybrids is free, a frequently posted meme in certain quarters of the internet. Look, they're not asking for much. Plus, we already have a real cat-human hybrid. It's Taylor Swift. It already exists.